We're going to sign in by saying something is very wrong with Michael Hunt. All right. So yesterday I had a, a patient of undisclosed age and indeterminate gender at a hospital that I cannot name. Is that sufficiently <laughs> HIPAA compliant? All right. Actually, I had a recent hospital visit with a young male who they were concerned about erratic behavior. So he had some pills in his pocket, and uh, there was concern that he might have taken an extra dose of Benadryl. So uh, in the course of his workup, we performed, among other things, an EKG. So um, why do we often do EKGs on our tox patients? Like they come in wacky. We think they might have taken something. We do an EKG. It doesn't seem like it gets us any closer to finding out what we need to know, right? QT prolongation is one thing you could see. So if we had a beta blocker, a calcium channel blocker, anything else you can think of? Yeah, widening, QRS. widening QRS. What would that be? Or, or can you think of like one thing that would widen your QRS? Tricyclics, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of a classic that we talk about. So in this case, the concern was for Benadryl. And in Benadryl, we typically see... Uh, an anticholinergic syndrome. So they're really tachycardic. They get all those things we talk about. They're dry as a bone. They're red as a beet. They're seizing like a squirrel, whatever you can come up with for your mnemonic. Um, but Benadryl is a dirty molecule, meaning that we use it therapeutically for its antihistamine effect, but it also has an anticholinergic effect. That's why you get the wackiness that goes along with Benadryl. But you also get a widening of the QRS, just like you would a tricyclic antidepressant. And that's because of sodium channel blockade. So we're going to take you back to really painful biochemistry. This is a cardiac action potential. So it has different phases. It has lots of different ion channels, opening and closing. There's some potassium. There's some sodium. There's some calcium. The important thing is to remember that is this phase zero, which is the really early contraction of the cardiac myocyte, is controlled by sodium channels. And there are a bunch of medications that block sodium channels. So a tricyclic antidepressant would be one example of a sodium channel blocker. And a Benadryl would also be an example of a sodium channel blocker. Um, there's actually a long list of sodium channel blockers. And can anyone think of any others while we're picking that up? No? So antiepileptics are also sodium channel blockers. Um, there are specific cardiac medications like flecainide, uh, procainamide. Our local anesthetics like bupivacaine uh, are also sodium channel blockers. Cocaine, um, anti-malarial medications, diltiazem. So the point being that um, there are a lot of medications that can widen your QRS on EKG. But one of the reasons we do AKG in undifferentiated, uh, undifferentiated tox overdoses is to help us hone down on what it might have been. So in this case, circling back to the patient, he was very diaphoretic, which wouldn't really go with Benadryl. You're supposed to be anticholinergic, dry as a bone, right? He was very tachycardic, which could have gone along with an anticholinergic syndrome, but he had a normal QRS on his EKG. And then it turned out that his Utox was positive for methamphetamine. So he had kind of some mixed features, but in the end, it was more consistent with meth than it was with Benadryl, and part of the key was um, not having a wide QRS. So there you go.